If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Nate Klaus, we're all back together. It's been kind of a crazy month of June with camps and traveling and whatnot as we now approach the 4th of July. And guys, Bill Moose is still he's still hiring coaches all the way into late June. And, you know, as we start this show off, I wanted to just throw this out at you. I, I wrote this this week in my 321 column. You look at what Bill Moose has done. He's made eight coaching hires at Nebraska over an 18-month period. That's a new coach hire about every 70 days. To kind of put that in perspective, the previous three ADs before uh, before Moose, Sean Eichhorst, Tom Osborne, and Steve Peterson were here for 14 years. They made a combined seven hires over 14 years. Bill Moose has made eight, eight crazy. over 18 months. I mean, it's it's an incredible run. And, you know, there's still a couple other sports where, you know, you could see a retirement from a coach or, you know, maybe a coaching move made here and there. And so, you know, that number could be 10 or 11 here within a year from now. It's hard to say. Yeah, it didn't take long for Bill Moose to make this his athletic department. And it's pretty uh, unprecedented, like you said. Uh, I mean, you might know better than I do, Sean, since you're the Husker historian, but has an athletic director ever made this significant of an impact on an, on the Nebraska athletic department in such a short amount of time? No, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, there just hasn't been. Bill, Bill Byrne made a lot of moves when mm-hmm. he was here. I mean, he did because he was very interested in winning the Sears Cup. And, um, you know, you, you saw a, a number of things happen under his watch. Um, but I just, I mean, I don't know if it was to the extent of that. But, you know, Bill Byrne did hire Dave Van Horn. Mm-hmm. He did hire Frank Solager, was involved in that transition. He hired Barry Collier. Um, so, I mean, he made the, the trifecta right there. He brought in John Cook, um, but really Terry Pettit brought in John Cook. Then he replaced him um, at that time. So Bill Byrne was involved with some pretty significant hiring things that happened. But a lot of these other sports, you know, like tennis and golf and whatnot, uh, Bill Byrne did hire Bill Spangler, by the way, who ended up being the guy that Bill, Bill Moose relieved as the men's golf coach um, before the season. So, you know, Byrne did a lot. I'd have to really sit down because he got rid of men's. He did get rid of men's swimming at Nebraska. You think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2000, they cut the program after violations, um, and he hired Pablo Morales to be the women's swimming coach. So he was involved with that. He fired Tim Newman as the wrestling coach because they were cheating, and he brought in um, Mark, Manning. Mark Manning right now. So Byrne's pretty close. Uh, I, I'd have to really sit down. Paul Sanderford, I think, was a Bill Byrne hire. Um, Nate, am I missing anybody? 
Uh, not that I can recall. I think that's, I mean, it, I mean, the Solich and John Cook deals are pretty similar in terms of them being more of, you know, the the coach, the, the leaving coach, you know, passing the torch mm-hmm. on to those guys. But Did Bill Byrne add soccer? I, I mean, I think he might have added the women's soccer program when he was the AD. And yeah, I, don't I know he added Rifle. Um, because they had to get more yeah. Title IX numbers. Yeah, because he was right in kind of the introduction of the Title IX thing. So there was a lot of moving and shaking during those early 2000s, late 90s. I think women's soccer and rifle were the two that they, they chose to go with at that time. I mean, you see, that's why rowing is a big sport in a lot of places because that actually is a 22 scholarship women's mm-hmm. sport. Yeah, that's big. That's um, cheap. Which is the most scholarships of any women's sport um, is rowing. and it's, it's a Title IX year at that point. But... Didn't did uh, Byrne hire Straub, women's bowling? <sighs> that or I don't how, know. How long's b- the bowling program been around? Don't know. But anyway, full circle back. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're basically <laughs> Going saying down the that it's hole. been a long time since you know Nebraska. A Nebraska athletic director has had this level of impact. You know, we're talking about what Bill Byrne did over the course of a career, whereas Bill Moose has been here for less than two years. <laughs> so I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, just the level of turnover and presumed upgrades that he's made across the board. I mean, um, the football program, the basketball program, now the baseball program, and just go across the board where everything, every sport seems to be in a better position than it was even 18 months ago. Uh, and, I mean, you really got to credit Bill Moose. Now, some of those hires were kind of foregone conclusions. Like, yes, Scott Frost was the obvious choice. Sure, if Fred Hoiberg had any interest, you hire him. But he got it done. He sealed the deal on those guys where not a lot of people could potentially do that. There'd be hurdles that may get involved or personality quirks that uh, might throw off the deal. And Bill Moose landed it. He's, he's going to get a whole pot of coffee because coffee's for closers, and Bill Moose is a closer. Yeah, well, and he's got a, you know, he's got a vision for what he wants, too. And, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I think all the ADs, to a certain degree, have a vision for what they want. But, um you know Peterson's vision was definitely different than what you know Bill Moose's vision is I think Moose's vision kind of lines up more along the lines with uh, Burns vision in terms of just having solid you know solid sports across the board and obviously you want to have the very best in your your revenue sports and 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 he's been able to to make that happen and so um, you know and I think now now that you've got maybe some changes across the board and, and you've got all the sports kind of sitting in a much better place, then you, you kind of change focus maybe to the facilities or, you know, the, the different, the different part of your, your overall vision of, of, you know, where things need to need to be or, or where you want them to go. Do you think we could still see this football facility announcement that's been under the radar, but we all know it's in the loop in the works. Do you think we could still see it this summer, maybe before the start of the season? I, I mean, the, the window of momentum, you got to capture it. Yeah. You got, you They'd be smart if they did. I mean, we all know it's it's happening. It's just a question of when or um, you know when it's going to be announced or or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You would think that if they wanted to to really capture the momentum and and kind of uh, make it a big deal that you would 
you would announce it, but right before the season or now that, you know, now that, uh, you know, the school year is over or whatever, you know, I, I, looking back, I think that if you hadn't announced it around the spring game or something like that, there would be some buzz and some momentum, some momentum around it. Now I think you, you probably, you know, if you want to capture some of that momentum, you, you release it, you know, weeks before a week before before the start before the season or during fall camp at some point in time, as that buzz leading up to the season, you know, starts to get out of fever. Well, back in 2004, um, before Callahan's first year, I still remember it was Brandon Teamer and Danny Mancuso. They were the athletes that went up front at the press conference when they announced it. And it was in August. They announced that in August. And then it took until the 2006 season when that became open. Yep. So, you know, yeah, there. I don't know what the timing. I do know the June Regents meeting had nothing about new facilities on the, on the agenda. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if they meet in July or what their next meeting schedule is for the Regents, but – Nonetheless, let's move on, guys, here uh, to Fan Day. Um, they put this out this week. Um, Nebraska, to get Scott Frost's autograph now at Fan Day, um, you must be eighth grade or younger, and you must be a member of the Nebraska JV Club, um, which is $35 a year, but it gets you into everything for free. You can go to any sporting event other than football and men's basketball and, and, volley- yeah. and volleyball for free. Um, and you, you get it. My daughter's actually been in it for a few years. You get it. They send you a ton of stuff in the mail, like prizes and games and cool things. Um, but you've got to join this club and be in the age bracket to get Scott Frost's autograph, which I think caught a few people by surprise because it, it is a pretty drastic change for fan day at Nebraska. This has Frost fingerprints all over it for me, just knowing his personality. Um, I mean, he's a guy that doesn't really enjoy being in the limelight, let alone signing 10,000-plus autographs in the one afternoon. So I think that this was partly uh, a deal where they want to just limit the numbers, the sheer volume of autographs that he had to sign to where I mean the line grown men Frost. sprinting exactly that like it's, it's not black. even it's not even about like signing autographs but it's signing autographs for like fifty five year old dudes going to injure his hand <laughs> yeah, yeah with cut with cutoffs on yeah it's like okay holding like six pieces of memorabilia <laughs> yeah. that they're going to go sell immediately after they get but anyway I know that ruffled some feathers uh, among some people saying that you know you're really um, isolating a lot of people or um, you know kind of it's it's a cheap money grab but um, really with that 35 bucks like you said it's over a year so 35 dollars over a year and you get access to all those they games. give you more than 35 dollars yeah back i mean you get to go to the volleyball red white scrimmage you get to go to a free ticket to any men's basketball game and get to go to an on-court shoot around you get to go to the spring game for free you get all this other stuff in the mail with soccer birthday games cards, track meets wrestling yeah, gift all cards all that stuff so i mean like you can easily make up that 35 bucks and then some if you know you really use it right and so i know some people are kind of thrown off by this but i think part of this is just to kind of control that whole fan day situation because last year it was wild it's crazy i mean people it, didn't get in right i it mean was no. a zoo. and so this is like one way that they can for one make it about the kids two, uh limit the amount of autographs scott frost has to sign and three uh just kind of you know make it make it more of a, an all-inclusive deal for kids to it, where it's it's not just about getting an autograph it's about having a whole husker athletic experience it shouldn't be walmart on black friday exactly. i mean that, that, that's yeah. that's what fan day almost had become in my opinion is a lot of just overly aggressive people were getting there like at six in the morning mm-hmm. to like get in line for an event that started at six at night. Well, I know Alabama, they had to change their process. <laughs> they, the running of the gumps. Running of the gumps where it was a bunch of like Billy Bob's running down the field trying to get to Nick Saban's <laughs> table first. And they had to change a thing where you, you go to the stadium and you get a ticket 
And when, where that number on your ticket is, that's where you are in line. So no matter when you get there or how fast you run, uh, you're in line. And so if you're ticket number one, you are first in line. So, I mean, that was a way to kind of just control the chaos. And I think this is Nebraska's attempt of trying to control no, the chaos. Oklahoma doesn't allow um, any adults to get autographs. It has to be a kid. So, um, and they, they say one item, but, you know, we live in this world of Facebook, social media, where I, I think so many people want to have that picture of mm-hmm. Coach Frost in them mm-hmm. or Adrian Martinez in them that they can post to get the likes. And I mean, that to, that, mm-hmm. that to me is what's ramped fan day up even more because people want an autograph, then they want a picture, yep. and that really slows down the process. Yes, it, it does. It, may, yeah, it slows it down to a crawl. I mean, you mentioned that, that line for Frost last year, There, were, first of all, it was – completely out of the stadium. Yeah, they had to hold it in the weight room, right? Yeah, so he was in the weight room. (laughs) They had a separate line that basically went all from the weight room out of of the the, uh, North Stadium all the way down East Stadium and out of of Memorial Stadium, and it wrapped around like... Anderson Hall, right? uh, Yeah, it wrapped around Anderson Hall. Like, it, it was unbelievable, and it was hot. So I'm. I mean, we always cover Fan Day. We're taking pictures and everything. And when I was like going down that line, like people were complaining. They were hot. They were like they were tired, and they'd been standing in line for hours upon hours upon hours. And some, you know, some adults had their little kids with them, and they were. You could tell they were done. Like it was just. It was completely out of hand. And and. I mean, that's just, I don't know. They had to do something because that is just ridiculous. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift over to basketball. Uh, We're going to get some thoughts from Robin Washington and Isaiah Roby being the first Husker drafted in a long time. And they released the schedule for Nebraska's games that will take place in Italy. Robin will make his pitch on why he should get a go to Italy next. (laughs) You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.